Uh, Kevin Mears did an outstanding job with the Barry Ryman interview, interviewed him for one hour, and we posted that today. Tells the story of uh, about how Ryman Ranches grew into a national power. And uh, I encourage you guys to check it out. And I encourage everyone listening to check it out. It's going to be a busy week. I got John Sullivan on the docket. I feel a little bit like Joe Rogan, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I darn sure am trying to keep it entertaining. Some people think we're being just a little bit too jackassery, but uh, I darn sure enjoy being able to podcast while I'm driving up and down the highway these last couple of weeks while I'm on the road. But I am gladly going to give this podcast channel away on to somebody that wants to be a podcaster i'm just doing it because i'm bored on the internet or bored on the road while i'm driving up and down the road i'm making baylor bonham more famous than old fuzzy zelder the 1947 national championship oklahoma state university basketball team old fuzzy he averaged 31 points a game and 17 rebounds he even i think got three steals a game uh they didn't have the three-point line back then else he might have averaged even a little bit more but uh Baylor and Stock, we're going to make them internet sensations this spring. Have you ever heard of a more well-spoken young man than Baylor Bonham and Stock Martin? Oh, they're, they're pretty damn good at it. But as Stock says, just to be honest, we do have our fair share of fun here at Oklahoma State. Oh, <laughs> you, you know it. You know it. You know it. You know. Okay, we've been doing this podcasting for exactly... 13 days when we put out 39 episodes. Has there ever been a more efficient podcaster in the history of the world? Doubtful. Not for the last 13 days. <laughs> that, that, that ain't no shit. It, it, so, it, it's, it's been entertaining to listen to, that's for sure. Does anyone doubt the full flush story? That he got stuck in between two bales for six consecutive days one week before he was displayed at OKC. I just want to know how the hell you didn't look between the hay bales. I'm telling you, we thought it, that that the fence, if that fence line had been secured, we would have known he was inside the fence or stolen one of the two. But that fence line wasn't secured, so we figured he either was lost, stolen, or in the river down the hill of Doak. I've had a half a dozen people call me and tell me they had a cow die that way. <laughs> so the question is, did you get any sleep during the time he was gone? And I didn't like it, but I had just come to the reservation that, we're just going to have to push on to let it rip, you know, <laughs> but it is, I don't, I didn't like it, but I mean, I've had, I, I've had a puppy get killed before and I was more mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> Gillespie and Reeves. I mean, uh, tell me where you see King Cobra working the best. Uh, I guess I personally like him on these uh, clubby red cows. Cause I think when King Cobra misses, you're not getting enough funk punched into the cow. I mean, you need to breed that bull to a, world-class cow and you'll get world-class calves with a better head neck and shoulder than other here i am options it's just year one trends uh out here on the road from time to time i'll talk to people that think you need to protect king cobra on belly and he's a here i am so i don't think that he's a belly dragger per se but i honestly think the only spot you got to protect that bull on is foot size uh when he misses the cow is just a little bit too cold-blooded for that bull you never see cripples or leg swingers or ds affected calves or all the stuff that you see with some of these others i just want people to breed this bull the way that i want them to because when you do they just are good looking cattle but they're good looking cattle that feed so i mean there's some good looking cattle that are hard and this one's a good these king cobras are good looking cattle that feed good
I promise you. And you made the comment about foot size, which it ain't like I've had a whole bunch of them or had the chance to see a here, but I can talk about the two that their feet are huge and structures. Really I mean, the one thing you get with a clubby bred cow is a big old fat foot. Uh, you take King Cobra to a purebred Angus or just a chicken legged old cow. And that's not where I want him. I would prefer people not breed that bull. Uh, if they're going to take them to a chicken-legged cow. I can't be any more direct than that. Levi has had uh, some calves on the ground. Heck, he's probably been using them just as long as I have, all three years. So let's Yeah, we, we were using him before he was cool. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that thing. You made uh, him cool, brother. <laughs> I mean, I think those things, you know, you, like you hit a nail on the head. You got to breed them to, to something that's got, it's got some power. Uh, it's got some juice to them. Uh, those mm -hmm. Monopoly cows, MAB cows. Uh, that type of thing. Uh, the the other calf uh, that's down there right now, he's uh, he's out of a Bojo uh, um, type cow. Oh, them Bojos got some big old feet, boy. Yeah, yeah, and I think that thing really clicked, and and uh, and that uh, that one that they just won with. I mean, she, that was a big old belly dragon ground sow monopoly cow, and and I mean that calf was good all the way through, but about November that thing really really kicked it on and that's when i was like man we got we got something mm. here we need to need to send this one to a good family once again i would prefer that people that don't have national champion caliber cows not breed my bull on this one now if they want a cow changing bull i do feel like i am here has the funk so i always tell people on the road king cobra being uh here i am back on a ollie cat oh, <clears throat> has uh two shots of heat wave with uh, the Walks Alone Ollie Heatwave mother of uh, Here I Am. And then uh, the I Am Here has three shots of Heatwave. Here I Am, once again, is a Walks Alone Ollie Heatwave. And then on the bottom side of him is a Monopoly Hootaman Cow. So that's three shots. When you take I Am Here to a I-80 maternal maid, thriller cow, money mating for that bull, because there is so much torque and horsepower in that bull, you don't necessarily need to take him to that clubby red cow because that's a fourth generation of heat wave in the pedigree then. So I'm not saying he doesn't, I am here, doesn't work on a clubby red cow. I'd say that's not the perfect mating for that bull. And if, if I'm out here traveling the road for 60 freaking days and I tell you guys or anybody that's listening exactly how I want that bull bred and it doesn't work, and I guess I need to get a new job. So let's all test MLC this spring. <laughs> <laughs> And then a third bull that uh, we just, uh, I mean, we include in our advertising as far as that hot-blooded, cold-blooded deal. I mean, the Money Talks bull is just a little bit less of a pedigree bull, just being up front. I mean, his pedigree don't sizzle like that Ali cow, Dan Loffenberg's, or that Monopoly Kelly cow, Brian Gottemiller's. But I'm telling you what, as an AI bull on cold-blooded commercial-type cows, I mean, anybody that's listening, if you take that bull to a cold-blooded, skinny legged chicken legged cow whatever you want to describe it it's extra good stuff that bull has some torque and horsepower and he's just one rib shorter in body length with the same pedigree as i am here uh -huh. uh, money talks is a here i am monopoly herford angus angus herford one of the two and uh yeah the i am here is the here i am monopoly hooda man so i want i'm my my goal for these sunday night round tables is is to have some challenges so if you if you don't agree with me, then you come at me, boys, because I'm willing to take it. Hey, I will say this. 
when you get to talking about them three bulls, you do have a guy wanting to go breed a cow uh, immediately. I mean, if you breed those three bulls that way, and they are, and they don't give you the best calves you've ever seen out of those matings, then you personally call me next year. But it's not going to be like that because I've been on the road every day, tenth from six a.m. till ten p.m. And you just you walk into the pasture. And if somebody tells me they got an I am here I 80 out in the pasture, guess what? I know that it's good. If somebody tells me they have a King Cobra out of a Monopoly cow or out of a General Lee cow or out of a MAB cow, guess what? I know that calf's good. And if it's a male, I'm going to try to buy it. If you put your faith in MLC, I guarantee we can raise some champions together. Oh, I think you, I think you hit, the, hit the nail on the head there. With- here, I want one of y'all to challenge me on this one. Honestly, here we go. Jip, you're up. Jump start for next generation club calf mothers. What do you think about that? So I want you breeders out there that are listening to possibly think about taking your second calvers and beyond, maybe uh, five to ten head of second calvers or third calvers to my bull jump start. And you want to protect that bull on length of neck slightly. Now I know there's a ton of people, 80 or 90% of the people that are breeding that bull this year are going to be taking them to Angus, Red Angus, or Lemmy's females to try to make show heifers. Full flush, getting caught in bales, FBI prison unit showing up. I just can get myself into some trouble, you know, and that's great. But I'm telling you, once again, these are things that I've said before, but I must say them again. It's called staying on message. Jump start back on a longer fronted second or third calf heifer. There's just no denying that Riverstone Charmed is the greatest cow of my lifetime. How can I say that? Well, has there ever been a cow before that has won the that has been the mother to the all breeds champion and the all breeds champion in Houston in one cycle? The all breeds champion in Louisville is a full sister to Jumpstart. The uh, all breeds champion in Houston is a maternal sister to Jumpstart. Both out of Riverstone Charmed, and oh yeah. As a little cherry on top of the cake, Riverstone charmed herself won Louisville in 2016. Just because they win those shows, those show heifers won't make good show cows. Well, guess what? Limousines aren't Angus. There's width in limousine cattle. And there's muscle and there's foot. And I guarantee you, with every fiber in my bean, that jump start is the hairiest, most clubby-haired, triple-clean bull that I've ever been around. I had my buddy Jordan Vandermolen just slick shear him and No Guts, No Glory uh, because they were huffing and puffing because it's starting to get warm up in Iowa. So I guess my point is I, I've had several big-name breeders tell me that uh, bulls don't change, don't force industry change. Great cow families do. And I guarantee you the Riverstone Charmed is a great cow family that's going to make their name in the show heifer ring on that Lemmy and Angus and Red Angus cross for Limplex. Uh, but I can just see the writing on the wall that once you get a generation removed from uh, Riverstone Charmed through a crossbreeding with a clubby bred cow, that you're going to get that Huda Man, like John Sullivan and Joe Sullivan's old Huda Man 6651 cow. Time and again, you'll see maternally sired females with a shot of clubby influence on the backside is what we're going for with the jump start. So the clubby bred cow that you're breeding them to is going to moderate frame slightly and uh, take them to a longer fronted female. And jump start will do everything from that point that we need a show steer mama to do. And they're just consistent. I mean, it's just, I know that you guys probably think I'm just preaching, but 
That jump start is going to be the next maternal show steer sire, similar to Meyer 734 Irish whiskey. And who made who? Somebody come at me. Come on. Well, I, uh, I like the mindset behind it. My, my thought process is I don't, I can't understand why we think that if we take a bull like that and breed that bull back to a double bred heat wave clubby cow, how that heifer that could hit the ground could not possibly be a good show heifer. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm telling you. Like these heifers here that are bold ribbed and big backed, square hipped, got some width, got some dimension, and they still get out and they move good. Man, there ain't nothing wrong with that. There ain't mm -hmm. nothing wrong with having a little bit more punch. And I mean, at the end of the day, I thought that the goal on breeding cattle was to try to raise both mm -hmm. and raise them both extremely as high quality as we can. There was yeah. a point in my career whenever uh, happily heifer could win a breeding heifer show. Now that's not been the case in the last few years, but I do see that crossover coming with Jumpstart in terms of uh, having oh, females yeah. that are bred to flat ass uh, heifers that you can make that show heifer kind, taking them back to a clubby red female and getting that next generation deal with the triple queen uh, pedigree backing. So I mentioned in my cattle drive live live episode. That if you if you're not on board this year, I get it. I mean, it's a it's a truly absurd statement for me 15, 20 years ago to say that limousine might be the future. Uh, you know, there's going to be a hundred different ways to make good club calf cows. I consider Jumpstart similar to the Merlin Bull of Van Hove. I mean, the calves out of him wouldn't be registrable unless you take them to a registered cow. I mean. I think Rob Van Hove's getting along pretty good with Merlin. I think they said he sold seven head over $100,000 between his show steer pasture sale, production sale, and the winter on New Year's Eve. His number one cow, cow making sire is a non registered bull called Merlin. I mean, Jumpstart is registered, but the calves really couldn't be registered unless you're taking them to a registered cow. But you just need to utilize Jumpstart in the same fashion that old Van Hove's are uh, utilizing Merlin. That makes sense to me, for sure. Uh, two clean bulls to raise show steers, in my humble opinion. No guts, no glory needs to be take, taken to a taller, flatter-shouldered, TH-carrying cow. And if you've got a little ground-pounder TH-carrying cow, a little bull by the name of Carney Man is your, is your huckleberry. That bull's going to add just a little bit of gas. He's got some big old fat feet. He's out of the strictly business cow from Ward Eckloff. That, I mean, number 930 gave Ward a dozen here i am this year full brothers to carney man that i guarantee are going to tear him up this year in the show ring it's just an amazing cow year after year setting your program back if you don't consider carney man on some of the more moderate ph carrying cows in your herd hey does uh does carney man have a red gene unfortunately he does not i would say just for you southern kids uh darn sure probably need to talk about redneck and outsider just a little bit and maybe uh the gillespie bull can get thrown into this mix uh redneck i like him best on a very hot-blooded cow redback like an mab daughter i do think that bull throws more bone and foot size than basically any other bull clean or carrier clean or carrier on the market and things are big footed when you take them to a big old club cow and then the outsider redneck is a moderator frame outsider will add frame he takes them big bold shouldered cows or mab daughters and he'll add a little bit of growth to them if you got a moderate one i think and both those bulls give you great color. 
Hey, there ain't no doubt about that. I've used both of them bulls down here on some cows and the uh, on stuff that we're doing. You know, both of them bulls being clean and mm-hmm. shorthorn marked. Hey, they're perfect marked for these Texas classification deals. Hey, there's there's another bull out there that uh, of yours that's damn good shorthorn too. That's clicking on them things uh, as good as any's at Red White Road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just an old old school bull. Old but, school uh... Jake's, yeah. Came out the same year as uh, Italian Stallion. I believe he was in Denver, and, or came out in 2014 when he played at Missouri Beef Expo. And, I mean, that bull, I had a little Ashley Van Damage, we called her. Ashley, Ashley Van Dyke, that was her favorite bull. And I always kind of downgraded him uh, because he was a purebred shorn. I just didn't believe in purebred shorns at that point in my career. Yeah, that's but, uh, seen a weird soul. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you that, like, without any, without any, like, push, Red, White, and Roan has had a very successful career, and it's because he just kind of does his thing consistently. He'll moderate frame and give you a nice, complete, and functional calf. Yeah, I'd agree. Them, them, uh, Red, White, and Roans. I mean, you see, you see those things, and you, you don't think that's what they are. You see them, and you, you ask mm-hmm. what they are going out, and they say, "Oh, it's Red, White, and Roan." You're like, "Oh, shit, okay, mm-hmm. that thing's pretty good." I mean, there's, I've seen quite a few of them good ones. Here's background info on tonight's roundtable guests. Reef Show Cattle, located in McCalla, Alabama. Uh, we're we're raising show steers, uh, trying to make them as good as we can. Um, got them all ages, colors, sizes. Uh, look us up on Facebook or uh, website www.reefshowcattle.com, and let us know if we can do anything to help you. Matt Gillespie, go! Oh, Matt Gillespie here with Gillespie Show Cattle here out of Lubbock, Texas. Uh, we sell steers, heifers, try to raise some of the best short horns that we can possibly raise. And I'll tell you, it is uh, easier said than done. That might be one of the hardest things out there to uh, try to get across. Uh, but when you do, boy, it makes you feel good. It feels like you're um, getting somewhere. And then as soon as you feel like you're getting somewhere you know uh the train comes a running you got to just keep on keep on going sounds uh, like a johnny cash song oh the train keeps the train on running uh-huh. running around the bend i don't know the sunshine since i don't know when that'll be good outtakes material keep yeah, going give me that, yourself that, a number uh 806-786-6453 as old val reese once <laughs> told me from weston kansas She's super freaking. Levi Drew from uh, Fort Morgan, Colorado, breeder of the Reserve Grand Champion Steer Alabama State Junior Show. Uh, Levi Drew from Drew Show Cattle in uh, Fort Morgan, Colorado. Uh, race show steers, uh, dabbling in the main deal a little bit. Uh, we try to raise as many as we can and sell them, uh, get them good homes. We don't do an online sale. Everything is uh, private treaty, first come, first serve. Um Mostly do it in the fall, but uh, we also buy and sell a few as well. So if uh, anybody's got one out there in the Colorado, Nebraska, Wyoming area that uh, want want me to come look at, uh, I'd be sure glad to come out and look. Uh, Number is 970-768-6620. So if you guys are willing to podcast with me, you're going to get more calls than you want. And then at some point in the next couple of weeks, you're going to be like, 
Hey, dude, I got to get some work done. Leave me alone. I don't want to <laughs> podcast anymore. <laughs> Good night, boys. No. See you. All right. Bye. See you. Yeah. See you. <laughs>